Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just test voice. Let's welcome our guest. Prior to going whole food plant-based, Stephanie Williams suffered from extreme anxiety and, at times, depression. Hear how Stephanie decreased her medications by half and is working to eliminate them. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Stephanie Williams. Greetings and welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Amy. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, and I am so glad you're here. Thank you. It's good to be here. I appreciate you asking me to join you. Yes. Now, is this your very first podcast? It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See how I said first, not only. It's your first. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that positive thinking. <laughs> and And the reason why I wanted to say that was because I want people who are watching and listening to know that you don't have to be some kind of a superhero or some kind of an expert in order to find good health and and improve your life with this plant-based lifestyle that we're going to be talking about today. And I want for people who who may say, well, this person is is somebody extraordinary and, and that's not me. I could never do that. I want, I want it to be relatable. And so you're just, you're a person just like I am, right? We're, we're, exactly. We don't have any PhDs or anything like no. that. And we just kind of stumbled upon this lifestyle and have benefited from it. And today, yeah. Stephanie is going to share her story of conquering anxiety and depression from the inside out. And then she's going to tell us about some other things that happened along the way, too, that were very positive for her as far as her health went. Now, there's all kinds of anxiety disorders and, and depression and so forth. But basically, you know, they say that general anxiety disorder affects about almost 7 million adults, you know, mm-hmm. in, at least in the U.S., which is a lot of people. And not everybody even knows that it, it that that's what's happening to them. And not everybody um, goes to a physician or or any kind of specialist in the medical field to address it. And it's even affects children as well. And there's all kinds of reasons for it. And I never want people to think that adopting a plant-based lifestyle is the magic wand, that it just makes everything better. And, and you don't have to worry about anything with your health, whether your physical health or your mental health, but it really does help with some things. And I'm hoping that this is going to be helpful to people that are, watching or listening who are either affected by this or may have some friends or loved ones. Mm. Yeah, I hope so too. I think it's such an important topic, especially these days. And um, I'm grateful to be able to talk about it. Yeah. So tell us if you, I mean, you can talk about as much as you like, and I don't want to get too personal with you, but maybe you can talk about when you first noticed that you may have had this anxiety and, and depression. I don't know if it came together, you know, if you want to talk sure. about it. 
Sure. Yeah. So honestly, from the time that I was a little, little girl, I can remember being um, anxious about things. And uh, kind of the joke in my family was that I would tattle on myself when I was a kid because I was so anxious about getting in trouble. So um, I think since I was very, very young, um, it kind of all culminated when I was in college. I started having panic attacks when I was about 21 years old. Um, and so that really impacted my daily life. You know, there were times uh, where it would flare up, where I would have difficulty going to class. Um, and then, um, you know, then the depression would come because I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. And they kind of go hand in hand. And often anxiety, when it's untreated, turns into depression. It's kind of like the depression is kind of like the internalization of anxiety sometimes. So that's really what was happening for me. Um, and that cycle continued for a long time. I did try therapy. Um, you know, I, I did start on some medication. Um, but the whole time, and I, I also went vegetarian as well, which was kind of the start of me wanting to like feel healthy, um, whole body, whole body and mind healthy. I started reading a lot of things like, Diet for a Small Planet, which back then was um, was like one one of the big books for vegetarianism and how to do it in a healthy way. Um, but I would kind of always go backward. Food was my coping mechanism. It was you know kind of what I used when I was feeling emotional or anxious. Um, and then um, so it was always a roller coaster. I might lose a few pounds and then gain them back. Um, and uh, especially when I was feeling anxious. So that roller coaster lasted for a long time. I did quit drinking, um, which helped me um, to uh, start to address the panic and anxiety a little bit, but um, I just never felt like I could be myself and be comfortable in a room. So I started taking more and more meds, which, helped me to feel like comfortable, but I was also numb. So I wasn't experiencing life fully. So, and I just wasn't happy with, um, you know, I knew that I wasn't happy with my body. I wasn't happy with my mind. I wasn't having healthy relationships. So I, um, you know, I was like, there has to be more than this. So I would jump into like health literature for a little while or, um, a documentary or something and be like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm going to get healthy this time. I'm going to start running. I'm going to eat better. Um, but I could never maintain it because I would always want that emotional coping of with the food again. Um, and that's kind of uh, a pattern in my family as well. So I think it's, it's been generations and I've watched um, the health impact for the people in my family. You know, my dad, passed away from Parkinson's and the more that the more we learn um, lately I've just keep hearing over and over how much lifestyle impacts Parkinson's and many of my other family members have had cancer or uh, heart disease um, congestive heart failure so um, watching all of that has also really motivated me to want to be healthy so you basically think that it was it, it peaked when you were in college, you were away from home? I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah. That, that makes it even more difficult. So did you wind up having to, to go to somebody in, in the school to have it addressed? Or did you tell your parents? I mean, what did you do? Yeah, so actually, I did call my parents. And um, my dad also suffered with anxiety. So I knew that they would understand yeah. what I was going through. They He didn't necessarily address it um, head on, which, you know, that was his journey. And that was okay. Yeah. But they at least knew and had compassion for what I was going through. So they were awesome. They drove down, they took me, you know, to a therapist, they, they helped me find a therapist. And um they only stayed for like a weekend, but just to kind of help me, you know, spend some time with me, help me find some resources. So that was really great. And I could always call them any time and they might ha not have solutions, but they at least were a really great listening ear. So I was very, very grateful for that. Yeah. But you still, you still remained in school, which is, you know, that's a big, that's a big thing to do. And I'm glad that you talked about seeking out, professional care because this is mm -hmm. this is not something that we should just you know diagnose ourselves and deal with ourselves sometimes even if you adopt a healthy lifestyle these are things that you should probably talk to a professional about so by no means are we trying to give out medical advice here or or tell you not to do that because i i think even that way you would agree right that it's important oh big time yeah, I still uh, speak to a therapist on a regular basis, even though my anxiety is much more well controlled. I think um, I think we all learn ways of thinking and being in the world as like survival skills. And we get to a certain point where those survival skills maybe don't, we're not in survival mode anymore. So we need a more positive way to deal with life, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's often what therapy is helping with is helping us to kind of see that and be like, oh yeah, there's like a, a more productive, um, positive way to handle the things that are difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Justin Williams is sending hearts. <laughs> That's my husband. Oh, I love Justin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Ellen said, thank you for sharing. You are brave. Oh, so thank you, Mary Ellen. Thank you. That's very, very kind. Yeah. So, so you, you went and you went to see, uh, I guess, well, if you were assigned uh, prescribed medications, and I guess you also went to see a psychiatrist, right? Because they were the ones that prescribed the medications. And so what, what was that like? I mean, you, you got on all these medications and of course it doesn't just make it all go away, right? <laughs> no. no, there are always side effects. Um, and it's really hard. I mean, you're playing with your brain chemistry, right? So there's always going to be um, some time for your body and mind to balance out. And that can be really um, difficult time. And um, I, the first medication I was on didn't work. So then I tried another one. And then I went to this one psychiatrist and told him that the one I was on didn't work properly. And he's like, okay, we're just going to take it, take you off it. And we're going to, he started me like trying a bunch of different ones in like quick succession, which is the worst thing you can do. Um, so that was a real roller coaster time as well. And the hard part about anxiety too, right, is like you, 
uh, have kind of obsessive thinking. So when you're trying to, <laughs> when you're trying to decide whether or not a medication is the right one for you, and then you're obsessing about how you're feeling, and then you're feeling more anxious because of that. And so it's, it's not a great journey. And, you know, like I said, I found some that um, made me feel like I didn't care enough to care what people thought of me, I guess, in ways, like, which is a way of being that felt better in the moment than feeling a, like caring about what everybody thought. But I got to a point where I was like, that's not, that's kind of the, I don't want to not care at all either, you know? And so it was a real roller coaster. And like, even <laughs> I've been to doctors who are like, oh, you think like that's not working? How about we just try this? Or, well, let's just increase it, you know? Or, well, like when my dad passed away, my doctor was like, well, you know, we could just give you some more medication. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't want that. I need to grieve. And there mm -hmm. is a place in grief sometimes for people needing medication because it's so deep. But mm -hmm. um, I feel like, um, yeah, I don't think it's the answer as much as people make it sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's pretty pretty treacherous when you're messing with your brain chemistry and and then you get I guess you get one medication that maybe give you a side effect, so then they have to give you another medication to counteract that side effect, <laughs> and then you just I don't know. It, and do they do they have studies, long-term studies of showing all these medications together? I, I always talk about that because even if it's, whether it's these kinds of medications or for blood pressure and cholesterol and, and diabetes, where people are just taking these cocktails, but where are the studies showing how all those chemicals together, what they do to, to your body and if it's safe or not? So... Yeah, that can be pretty pretty frustrating. Now you mentioned something about weight loss or something. You were trying to lose weight too. Yes, yes. So um, through my whole life, since um, um, uh, food was a coping thing, there were times where I would use it addictively and just eat a lot. And so there, I got up to a two hundred and five pounds at one point, which on my five foot one frame is really, really not healthy. Um, and I would feel awful, you know, and then I would kind of try Weight Watchers and go down for a little bit. But then Weight Watchers was like, not um, sustainable for me. No. And it wasn't real food, you know, and I grew up when with like a garden in our backyard, and my parents made their own baby food and things like that. So um, they're like my there was some piece of me that was always called toward real whole food um, and that that felt like the healthiest, but there was just times depending on, you know, my emotional, the place where I was emotionally or the stress or whatever that I would just, I just didn't care. Like I was going to use whatever I needed to use to feel better in that moment. So it's kind of, again, since high school, been like an up and down roller coaster with my weight and then, um, so that never felt good either. That doesn't help self-esteem. That doesn't help anxiety and depression. And one of the things I've learned since um, going whole food plant-based is how much inflammation from weight and from the processed foods can impact your brain and the level of anxiety and depression you feel. Um, even for people who maybe don't necessarily have 
and anxiety disorder. So, um, you know, I have no doubt that all the inflammation that I was having in my body had an impact on um, the way that I felt mentally and emotionally, um, you know, and, and it's evidenced by how I feel now that I don't eat that stuff anymore. Yeah, that's I, I, I think about because you know, children also have depression and anxiety and oftentimes they, they don't even know what it is and they can't really verbalize what's what they're feeling. And sometimes they act out. And, and I just think yeah. about all this, these chemicals from the foods. I mean, we're talking we were earlier yeah. talking about medications and the cocktails and what it does to you. But now there are chemicals in these, especially in the processed foods. And and even in the in the, the the meats and so forth, when they're injecting different things into them, and these poor kids are are either having behavioral problems or or depression or whatever it is, and and it could very well be in their tiny little bodies trying to to digest and process all of these chemicals. You know, I just think about that, and it's very very sad. Yeah, I agree. And we, I have a stepson who's 10 years old and we see that in him, like his behavior changes if we happen to give him something that has sugar, because we also, um, you know, the other half of his life with his other parent is standard American diet. So we're not, we can't fully, we don't feel like we can fully just say you have to fully stick to our diet completely when you're with us. So maybe you can have a snack here and there with sugar in it. And you can tell when he eats sugar versus when he doesn't like his he gets moody he doesn't feel as well and there have been times where he's reflected that back to us mm -hmm. um which i find really interesting and even you know we're in my pod we're reading your body imbalance by dr neil barnard mm -hmm. and in there he talks about how you know the the chemicals that the mom that the mother um ingest and uh in that instance it's dairy and the estrogens and dairy that impacts the the child or the fetus in the womb um before they're even born so um you know i i definitely think it has a way bigger impact than we give give it credit to and behaviorally very much so yeah absolutely and i can imagine because your stepson is going back and forth between homes and, and diets that even though you said that you're not completely strict with him because it, it's, it wouldn't be fair to, to try to put him through all that, but he's probably even going through some withdrawal too. Yes. When he yes. gets to your home. For sure. For sure. And it's very interesting because especially if he'll spend, sometimes he does like a week stint at each place during the mm -hmm. summer. And the first few days when he's here um, after he's been uh, at his mom's house is definitely, a, you can see a bit of a, like he's a little irritable and stuff like that. And I think it there's a good chance some of that is to do with withdrawal from, from sugar, you know, oil and salt. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you, so you were at a height of five one, and and probably your top was a, a little bit over two hundred pounds. You said, "Yep, mm -hmm. yep." And you tried all the different diets, just like everybody does. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. And I, um, so I, um, started going out with my husband at the end of twenty eighteen. We had been friends before, and when we got back together, he um, was vegan. 
which was ironic because he used to be a huge meat eater and kind of like pick on me that he was eating bacon and I was a vegetarian. (laughs) So, but when we came back together, he was vegan. And um, so I was like, oh, well, I've been wanting to go vegan. So uh, let's try it. I'll I'll try it out since we're going to be eating together and stuff. Um, And uh, so I went vegan, um, probably midway through 2019, fully vegan. And I gained lots of weight. (laughs) Um, Because there's the delightful vegan food, right? That's available, the vegan junk food. Um, And uh, we definitely, food is one of the things we've always kind of enjoyed together. Um, So we ate a lot of it. (laughs) And was was your husband overweight or? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we were both um, pretty overweight. And um, at the end of of 2019, um, my husband went to, the doctors for his annual physical and they diagnosed him with diabetes and yeah how old how old was he like um he was 39 at that point i know i know and he was devastated devastated and i had tried forks over knives like dabbled in it the fall before but it was right before holiday time and i was forks over knives was a movie and then they, yeah. they they spun off and they became a, a, a program of, a, of how you could become plant-based. And just in case somebody didn't know what Forks Over Knives is. And I have I have links to all these things in the show notes for people if they're curious about it. But go ahead. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I had dabbled with it, but I didn't. it didn't last. Like, um, we weren't doing it together. I kind of was just doing it on my own. And then, so then he... Uh, went to the doctor, they said he had diabetes, and they're like, well, well, we can start you on meds. And he said, no, I don't, I'd like to try for three months to change my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So he had, he had heard of, um, what's his name, Penn Gillette, who is a magician. Yeah, he was, he was very outspoken about this lifestyle. I actually listened to a podcast from him, and it was very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so he had a, a really interesting story, and because um, he was quite he, quite overweight, I guess you fair. could say obese. We really should just say he was obese. Yes, yeah. he was very much so, and he had, I believe, he had like a massive heart attack or bypass or something like that, and um, he did the potato diet um, to lose a lot of his weight, and so right, which we're not necessarily recommending, but people do that. And sometimes that's just the, the the entrance into this lifestyle where they kind of figure that out. Right, exactly. And I will be honest and say that that is what we did for just two weeks only. Right. Just but I'm saying sometimes, weeks. yeah, you could do a short term something, but it shouldn't yeah. be something that you say, okay, for the rest of my life, I'm just going to eat potatoes. We, we're no. not recommending that, right? Okay. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. That was one of the hardest two weeks of my life because of the detox and like I didn't realize how much like emotional connection I had to the preparation of food that I really enjoyed eating and that the people I love enjoyed eating so Mm -hmm. with the potato diet you're just like throwing it in the oven or in the microwave and that's it so um there was definitely a grieving process there for me around food which Mm -hmm. was interesting um yeah, but it did help us detox. Uh-huh. 
for sure. Yeah. And when we're talking about detoxing, not everybody may be familiar with it, but just like coming off of alcohol or drugs, the food, especially the processed food, has so many different chemicals in it that mess with your brain chemistry that when you do eliminate it, you can actually feel with my husband for the first week when we adopted this lifestyle, he thought he was coming down with the flu. He didn't have oh, fever, wow. but everything else about it was there. And, and he was almost convinced that this was just not the lifestyle for him because if he was going to feel like this, it wasn't worth it, but he was detoxed. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I know it's remarkable, isn't it? And we have no idea that any of that is happening because we kind of just, you know, consume all of these foods and we think that we're in control of the fact that we're choosing to eat them. But after a while, you kind of learn when you go through like a detox or something like that, that there's a little bit of a choice taken away from us because of what they put in the food that is so addictive. And that that's the piece that as I learn more about whole food plant-based living, that's the piece that really gets to me is that the choice ends up being taken away from us. Um, because of those chemicals. Yeah, here you're thinking that your choice is taking away from you when you adopt a, a healthy lifestyle, but it's it's yeah. just the opposite, right? So you guys yeah. run and had some potatoes, of course, no <laughs> no butter and, nope. and salt and things like that. Just having you know potatoes with other things, maybe salsa or things like that on it. I don't know if you did that, but you definitely no, just had straight baked potatoes. Just potatoes. <laughs> I mean, I love potatoes, but I love my yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, there was definitely a grieving process because yeah. it was, uh, it was uh, definitely not, uh, it was a big shock for sure. Um, and I would not do it. I couldn't do it on a regular basis. I definitely wouldn't suggest anyone does it. Um, and, uh, but, and I didn't eat potatoes for a long time after that. <laughs> Because I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so this something good came out of it, though. What, what, yes. what, what was it? Yes. So after those two weeks, we immediately went to whole food plant-based living. So we, uh, Justin, my husband, read uh, Eat to Live, and I kind of dabbled with it a little bit. And um, Eat really to Live kind is a book by Dr. Joel Furman. Yes. And yes. Uh, just for, and that, that's also, I have in the show notes links to that, but yes, that's, I, I came upon Dr. Joel Furman. He had a book before, well, after that called uh, super immunity. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Right. The eat to live book actually, even though Dr. Furman didn't, didn't mean for it to happen. A lot of people call the lifestyle that he promotes the eat to live diet or whatever, uh -huh. because his book was so popular. But he yeah. actually coined a word called nutritarian, which yep. is what he likes to call it. But I just wanted to tell people in case they weren't familiar with Eat to Live. Go ahead. No, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's funny. My stepson will still um, call it nutritarian food that we eat because he learned that when we when we transitioned uh, to this lifestyle using Dr. Furman's work. Uh, right. So he still calls it nutritarian. <laughs> and Dr. Furman coined this word because just like we were talking earlier, when you were doing the, the vegan diet and you were eating all the junk food and Dr. Furman said it, it's vegan is not what I want you to do because vegan can involve the junk food. And he, he wants you to get the 
the nutrients high. And that's why he coined that word nutritarian instead of vegetarian or whatever vegetarian you are, you're a nutritarian. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, which I love. And that, that was really helpful. I actually went to my doctor after that and told her about it. And she's like, I've never even heard of that. And I was like, it's a really great lifestyle. You should look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So see, uh, Dr. Furman, he changed our lives. Honestly, he, mm -hmm. um, following eat to live really, um, we, I personally needed kind of um, a roadmap to follow um, in this lifestyle. So uh, the fact that he had recipes that we could follow and suggestions for, you know, like um, a, a weight loss um, program that was whole food plant-based that we could start with um, really made such a difference. And the fact that the book kind of talked to us about um, what we, um, uh, you know, why these changes were important. That's always something that I need to know is the why behind something, if I'm going to believe in it. And, um, so, um, he was just, it was remarkable. And then along the way we found, you know, Dr. Michael Greger and Dr. T. Colin Campbell and all the whole food plant-based gurus. Right. And so we, um, we did start losing weight, um, and over time, I've lost 40 pounds. I have probably about 20, 25 to go. Never present in again. How long has this been? Since right? um, January of 2020. So it's nice. been a few years. Yeah. It's a couple and of years. That's, that's fabulous. And the thing is, not only did you lose the weight, but you didn't gain it back and then some, right? Because yes. after a year, people will gain it all back and then even more, right? Yep. Yes, that is so true. And and that has been a blessing because with, like you said, with every other diet I tried, and this isn't a diet for me, this is a lifestyle. And that's the difference, I think, in the end is that it's a life. It's not a, like uh, a period of deprivation before I can go back to doing what I actually want to do. It's living a life that I want. Um, yeah, so I haven't gained it back and I've slowly been losing. And I think um, the biggest thing is that I kind of uh, started to focus wider on um, um, other parts of my health too, like the food and getting that right kind of gave me the energy and the mindset to be able to work on the other pieces of wellness that were really important uh, to me as well. And, um, and I should say at this point that my husband went back to the doctors three months later, and he no longer diabetes, um, which he, is he, a that, big he no longer, he no longer what, because you kind of cut out, right? In the important, oh. important part, <laughs> he no longer <laughs> sure. Sorry. <laughs> had diabetes went back three months later. Just yeah. like he, so he had it in his mind. Give me three months and I won't need yep. this medication. And and he did it. In three months, he no longer had diabetes. Yep. Oh, wow. I wonder what his, do does, do we know what his doctor said? No. Okay, I think now you're kind of cutting out. It may be because you might be low on battery on your, on your Air, AirPods. I'm not sure, but I'm getting a lot of static and everything. So, okay. Um, yeah. Well, 
you want to figure that out and I'm going to, I'm just going to mute you for a second so I can let the clicking not happen for everybody that's watching and listening. So this is a remarkable story and we're going to get to hear a lot. We're going to be talking about how Stephanie was able to titrate down off of her medications for depression and anxiety, which is really, <laughs> that's going to that's be very interesting to hear about. And I encourage all of you, if you have any questions for Stephanie, go ahead and type that in the comments and we're going to bring them up to her in a little while. And let's just see, did you, did you switch off from I your, did. yeah. Okay. It may have been the batteries were going okay. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. No, it definitely does. Is there an echo at all? Or no, it was okay? just very crackling. Now you're fine, but it was just really okay. crackly. Oh, your husband is saying, my doctor was underwhelmed. <laughs> we should have had him on so he could tell us. <laughs> I didn't know you had another story. <laughs> yeah, there's layers. There's layers. <laughs> and, and, and he said, it was disappointing. <laughs> yes, he was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. You expect them to be making a big deal out of it because it is a huge deal to change your whole life. Are you kidding me? And then and then make such a remarkable difference. And they were like, meh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, cause here it is. I mean, it should be like, I'm prescribing you these medications for diabetes and now you're cured, right? That's, exactly. that's what it should be. But that's not what it's going to be. No. Right? No. Because if no. you ask the doctor, okay, if I get these diabetes medications, am I going to be cured? And they'll say, no, you'll be on them for the rest of your life and quite possibly more medications as it progresses. Yep. So we're just managing your diabetes. Well, yeah. That is wonderful. So, so how much weight did uh, Justin lose? I think at this point he is at, um, he might be able to chime in and tell us that, but he, I think he was at like a good 40 or 50 pounds the last time he checked in. We don't step on the scale right anymore, but yeah. um, I think it was probably at least 50 the last time he checked in, maybe 60. Um, it's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, uh, we've both worked really hard and I think, um, you know, we, um, <laughs> Skylove said it is a big deal. Congratulations. Aww. Yeah, huge. Huge. Thank you, Sky. Yeah, it's uh, around 50, he's saying. He's lost yeah. so far. That's that's yeah. just wonderful. And and like you said, you don't go on the scale. I mean, you know. You yeah. know if you're gaining weight, your your pants are going to get tight. I mean, so you know. And, yeah. and you're going to have to get new clothes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that becomes pretty clear pretty quickly. Right. And so here it is, the two of you, again, the, the rate of recidivism, when, when people go on these other kinds of diets, they do, sometimes they do very well in the beginning, but then they wind up getting, gaining the weight back and more. And you guys have been, have been safely taking the weight off and improving your health, but you did not, you haven't gained it all back and more. And and, you know, to me, I've been doing this since 2012, and I experienced what everybody calls it a plateau. Oh, I'm on a plateau, and they freak out. You know, it's like, well, you didn't just gain 50 pounds in three months. I mean, maybe some people did. But most people, it was just, you know, over the years, it creeped up, crept on, up on them. So 
you know, you, so you hit a plateau and that's what you do and your body's making adjustments and you, you don't, you know, worship the scale and freak out about it. You know, you get non-scale victories, right? Yep. Yeah. So, and let, maybe we should talk about the non-scale victory. So your, your husband had the non-scale victory of not having to go on diabetes medication. Right. Yeah. And so what about you? Yeah. So, um, I, over time, um, so, um, I started to feel like the medication that I was taking was too much. Like it started to become very clear to me that I was, um, I was feeling numb. I also, um, some of the medication I was taking, I felt like it was making me more anxious instead of less at this point, maybe between the weight loss and also the lack of inflammation. And I just didn't feel like I needed it anymore. My life, like, um, another big piece of it was living this life was, uh, just me being like on the beam of like who I am. So now I'm in line with my true self and, and who I want to be. And so then the anxiety falls away in that way too, because then a lot of the time anxiety comes from not being in line with who you really are and living in line with who you really are. Um, so between being living this lifestyle and having it be who I really am and it just feeling like, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be. Then the lack of inflammation, I was able to start exercising and meditating on a regular basis. So then I felt like I really want to try decreasing these meds. There are side effects that I don't like, you know, I'm tired, I'm foggy. Um, you know, I don't feel uh, joy or sadness at a normal level. So I'm going to try decreasing these. And, see and, what we, and we need to tell everybody that's listening, don't take it upon yourself to do this, right? This, yeah. If you want to decrease medication of any kind, you really need to work with the prescribing doctor so that they can help you because there's safe ways of doing it and Usually, if you do it yourself, it's not a safe way, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I definitely, um, I did not change anything until I spoke to my doctor. And I still check in with her regularly, um, especially as I'm talking about maybe decreasing even more. Um, yeah, we check in regularly to make sure that, that this is the right decision. And I talked to her before I made that decision. Yeah. So when you did talk to her, what'd she say? She, um, she's really good in that she was like, if you really think that you want to try this, um, you know, I encourage you to do that. And she talked to me about how I could kind of wean off and, um, taper off, um, the dose that I was on so that I wouldn't experience as many side effects. And, um, she said, you know, um, we'll try this, but I'm here and please call me if anything negative happens, call me right away. And, and we're going to check in more often, like say in a month to make sure that this, this uh, change that you're making is the right change for you to make and that you're not going through anything, you know, it's not making things worse instead of better. Mm, yeah. So how many medications were you on as far as for, for your anxiety and depression? Sure. I was on two. So, um, uh, Effexor and Wellbutrin. So one, <laughs> one kind of levels you out and the other one gives you motivation and energy, which kind of should have given me a hint that if I want, 
<laughs> if I needed both, that probably one was like taking away something I needed. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I, I'm still on both, but on the lowest dose I possibly can be on before mm. not being on them at all. So that is amazing. Yeah. That's a big, big deal. See no. that? Yeah. You do definitely have a non-scale victory. Thank and you. now, and now you're, you're starting to feel, you know, as far as how, you know, you were talking about how it was kind of dulling things. And, yep. and so how is that going? That's going, it's going well. I think it's taken me a while to feel comfortable with the fact that there are that, uh, you know, like, it's sadness and anger are a little harder for me to deal with, but I'm learning how to do that. And, um, like for the first time, probably in a real way. And again, I think looking at all of my life and, and acknowledging that like, I can't be superwoman and just push through everything all the time and expect that I'm not going to have, um, some sort of, consequence to that so i have to feel feelings i have to process things also i have to sleep and i have to exercise and i have to do i have to meditate like i have to do those things to keep myself well and that's why i love lifestyle medicine because it kind of hits all those areas um because uh i think i learned growing up that that stuff was kind of um a side a side thing, right? Like you make room for it if you have time, but work mm -hmm. and everybody else is way more important than that stuff, right? And so I just, uh, over the last year, being on less meds and kind of experimenting with what could naturally make me feel good and kind of help me deal with anxiety when I do have it, I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to like take care of myself first and mm -hmm. then fit everything around it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not supposed to like say, oh, if I, you know, finish the 25 commitments I took on that I shouldn't have, then I'll sleep. I should maybe before I take on all the commitments, think about I need to fit in sleep and exercise and meditation and healthy eating. So yes. what do I have left after that? I'm glad you brought that up about all these other pillars of health. And we've had some physicians that were on that have talked about those things because yeah, going on a whole food plant-based lifestyle, it definitely does help because you're eliminating the, the hormones and the crazy chemicals and things that are in the animal products and all, and not just that, because some people have organic whatever, and, and there's more to it than that because there's there's hormones in, in animal products, even if you get grass-fed because everything that's living and breathing has hormones. <laughs> so you're eating hormones, whether you like it or not. But- also, it's not the end all thing. You really have to address the other pillars of your health that you were talking about. And it just seems that that's what happens. You adopt the lifestyle, you start feeling better, and then you, you start becoming more receptive and open to doing other things because you say, well, if this helped me, what if I added on this and this and this? And which is, it sounds like that's what you went through as well. Yeah. 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 And I'm grateful to be surrounded by people, you know, like yourself and other pod leaders and um, Brittany Giroudi. She asked us to be moderators of our of her Facebook group. So that really helped with like keeping us honest. Right. Because <laughs> models for other people and just being surrounded by so many people who um, 
Oh, look, Brit Brittany is, is watching. Hi, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, she, she's been a, a godsend for us. Uh, she's, in addition to being a, a wonderful person, she's also an amazing cook and um, a recipe maker and role model for this lifestyle. So we've learned so much from oh, Justin said, Steph is my inspiration and she keeps our family running. Oh, my oh, gosh. My. <laughs> oh. <laughs> funny <laughs> we make a good team we really do. and Brittany said so lucky to know stephanie oh um, look at this right back then, oh it's, it's so beautiful and you kind you mentioned pod and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit because uh if anybody has ever seen uh the movie plant pure nation and, and they talk about trying to go out and either becoming a member of a group that is aligned with your lifestyle, which is a whole food plant-based lifestyle, or even maybe becoming a pod leader. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of like peas in a pod and how you gather together and make a change. And I am a pod leader. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's kind of, kind of like when you, uh, they have meetup groups for different interests. And so they do have meetup groups of people who are interested in the whole food plant-based lifestyle and, and they have pods. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, we're going to talk about that real soon too. So yeah, I think whenever you adopt something in your life that, that makes things better and, and no matter really for, for life in general, whatever you surround yourself with is what you, what you become and what you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and sometimes we just have to seek out those people that are, are aligned with what we're trying to do. And like you said, it keeps you honest because <laughs> like we have, we had uh, Esther Loveridge, she comes on once in a while and she loves on Facebook and her group every day, she takes a picture of what she eats and she posts it, you know? And, yeah. and she said, and the reason why she does that is because if somebody says, Ooh, that looks good. What is it? Well, she better be able to tell them that it's healthy. <laughs> so that kind of <laughs> do something to, to, yeah. So she's, so she's motivational in that way too. So, yeah, I think, I think it really does. It helps, it helps you. And I think, you know, for me, I, when I learned about the lifestyle back in 2012 from, and I learned it because of Dr. Joel Furman on PBS and I just couldn't get it. Probably happened to you too, right? Once you learn, you're like, Oh, I got to get more of this information. And then, then you start talking about it to everybody. And they're like, okay. And then all of a sudden you're a pod leader. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and then you can finally preach to the choir <laughs> exactly. or you're doing a, a, broad, a podcast yeah exactly <laughs> i'll be forever grateful honestly i i really this lifestyle the people i've met and and uh yeah it's it's exactly what i needed exactly what i've been looking for and i didn't even know it and uh i feel i'm just so grateful Really? Yeah, and that's that's why I do this broadcast because there are people out there that are they're suffering. There are people that have depression, anxiety. There are people that are overweight, and there are people that have diabetes or just found out they have it. You know, these this is happening all around us, and people are going on the internet looking for answers, and they're stumbling upon paleo, and you know, short term it's making a difference for them, and then suddenly it's it's making things worse, and which is and if 
I just want more of this on the internet so that if people are looking for an answer, maybe they'll stumble upon this broadcast and see you and what a difference it made for you. Mm. So, you know, and that's, that's why I'm doing it. And that's why we're doing the leading the pods too, because we're hoping that people will join our pods and there are people that are joining our pods virtually and they're not even in our locations and they just want to be, be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I want to say, um, Amy, to you personally, that I appreciate the work that you do, not on this podcast and with other pod leaders and just in general supporting this movement. Um, it's huge, you know, and I think you're such a so energetic and such a bright light that having you um, as a role model for everybody is, is wonderful. That's so very kind. I wanted to talk about because you, you wrote me a little bio for me just so I could kind of get to know you before the broadcast. And there was something that you said on on there that just touched me. You said, best of all, I feel like I'm the me I'm supposed to be. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to get choked up. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Right. It's remarkable. And that that's a big deal. And I think that sometimes people are lost out there and they, they know that there's a me that they're supposed to be, but they don't see, they just can't see a way out. They're just in so deep that they cannot see a way out. And, you know, all they, all they can do is just try, try to get along every day, you know, and hope that they can get out of bed and hope that they can function and, 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 you know, be a part of their family life or whatever it is. And it's, it's, and it's just, it, I really, I really hope that people are finding hope with this and that they're maybe going to think that there's something else that, that they can do, you mm. know, I really, yeah, I really hope. And, oh, Brittany said, what a difference she is making. Um, yeah, you are, you are. And that's, that's what it is. You know, the, 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 the tiny ripples that we, sometimes we feel, oh, you know, like I'll be talking and I'm like, I don't even know if anybody's listening to this, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, and you, but you just, you hope, you hope that, you know, and every once in a while I'll get people, you know, writing in comments, you know, I, I was thinking about this lifestyle, I've been keto and it hasn't been working for me. It was in the beginning and then it stopped working, you know, and, and I'm really, you know, today because of this person. I decided that I'm going to do it. And that's what's going to happen from, from watching you. People are going to make that decision that, that today is going to be the first day that they're going to try it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Drake Jackson said, thank you, Stephanie, for sharing your heartfelt story and being so real and vulnerable with us. It's people like you that become the inspiration for others and the catalyst to make the world a better, kinder place for everyone. So proud of you and Justin. Oh, wow. Drake. I got the chance to meet Drake and his wife this summer and they're wonderful. Thank you so much, Drake. See that? So you're, you're affecting a lot of people. That is just so, so wonderful. So wonderful. That's my hope. That's my hope. Yeah. So you, so you had you and, and, and your husband had, had the weight loss and he was able to not get have to go on the diabetes medication and you're able to titrate. Now, did you have anything going on as far as your cholesterol or anything like that? Yeah, my cholesterol was creeping up there for sure. I can't remember the exact um, numbers, but I know like the, my um, bad cholesterol was over a hundred and I know that it was like that um, 
my numbers were not good. The triglycerides were always higher than they should be. All the numbers were high, even though I was vegan. And, um, and so I've watched them go down lower and lower. I haven't compared them as much to past numbers, except in the last two years when I've been more cognizant of it. But they definitely just keep getting better and better um, over time. Yeah. Wow. So other than the low doses of your medications for, for from the Effexor and Wellbutyl? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know all these. But other than that, are you on other, any other prescription medications? No. Nope. Nope. I don't, I don't take anything else. I'll take, you know, B12, which isn't prescribed right. but because we need to for our diet. But other than that, nothing. And my, yeah, my cholesterol is uh, close to perfect. My, um, my blood pressure is perfect. Um, and, um, my C-reactive protein, which is another thing that Brittany Giroudi taught me about, <laughs> which is a marker of inflammation. It's almost, it, last year, it was almost exactly at the point it needed to be, um, So, which I think is three or four. And uh, so I anticipate this year when I go back for my physical that it will be um, at the level that Dr. Greger suggests. Um, and uh, yeah, and all my other numbers were great, so... That's just fabulous because as we age, we're supposed to be more likely to add on medications, not <laughs> like go the opposite way, which is which is fabulous. Yeah. Oh wow. So you talked a little bit about about um, exercising. Um, so what what do you like to do for exercise? I love to run. Um, which again, if you would have told the me I was 10 years ago that I would love to run, I would have told you that you were full of poop. <laughs> like I would not have, uh, believed that for a million years. And, uh, now, uh, I run four to five miles probably every other day. Now, when you and I first, uh, interacted, I was doing it every day, but then I realized the balance thing. Yeah. So every other day I run four to five miles, um, which again, is I would did not do uh, before I went whole food plant-based and um, I would try to exercise, but I never got to that point. Um, I like yoga too. I'd like to incorporate that more hiking, but running is really the thing that makes me feel better than anything else. Oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah. You know, you know I, I became so compelled with your story that I didn't do something that I usually do in the beginning of the broadcast. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that I didn't until now, because we, I think we need a little pick me up. <laughs> I think we all got a little choked up and everything and we're all happy that things are going well, but we still kind of got a little choked up. So we're going to play our game of true or false. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below. And Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, so you do help people who are learning about adopting a plant-based lifestyle. And some people, there are some myths and things that they're not sure about. And one of the things is about this. So let's see. We're going to ask our green warriors to answer true or false. Miso is not allowed on an SOS free diet. So SOS free means no sugar, oil, and salt and miso is salty tasting. So what say you? Um, 
So I say that that is false because I learned from Dr. Greger that the anti-cancer uh, properties of soy um, outweigh the potential cancer-causing um, issues with sodium that's in the miso. So it's perfectly healthy for you. So you can use it as, as a, um, a salt replacement on an SOS-free diet. Okay, that's great. All right, here's another one. Date paste is the same as date syrup. Now, when we're SOS-free, no sugar, oil, or salt, we try to eliminate sugar, even artificial sweeteners as well. And oftentimes, we'll use dates, taking out the pits, of course, and we'll blend them up or to help sweeten things. So what about date paste and date syrup? Um, it is false. They are not the same. So date paste, like you said, is blending them up and blending them up with water to make a paste that we can use for baking, etc. And date syrup is when you boil down the dates and you take out the fiber so you only have a syrup left. So that is obviously taken out the fiber and that's much more refined than date um, paste where it has all the good stuff in there still. And we, that's the big part about using fruit as sweetener is that we're keeping the fiber and the other nutrients in there. That's why it's so much better than uh, a refined sugar. Okay. All right. So here's a fun one. And you guys just guess because of course you don't know the answer. True or false, Stephanie had a vegan wedding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what's the answer? The answer is we did have a vegan wedding. Unfortunately, it was a vegan junk food wedding, but that was like our compromise to get our wedding guests to actually eat the food. <laughs> and and Brittany, we felt, if you're listening, Brittany just put an emoji for applause. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And Justin said, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have been there. <laughs> yeah, so I felt good that we could have that positive impact on on the, the environment and on people's health for that day. So yeah, it was great. Okay. So we talked about Plan Peer Communities and we talked about being a pod leader and this will give you an opportunity to kind of segue into that, but uh, true or false, anyone can be a Plan Peer Communities pod leader. So why don't you talk about that? That is true. So a Plan Pure pod, as Amy said, is basically a community of people who are committed to or at least curious about whole food plant-based lifestyle and, and wanting to support each other in living that lifestyle. Plant Pure Nation, Nelson Campbell kind of created the first Plant Pure pod. So they're all over the world, actually. A pod leader- Nelson Cam I'm sorry, Nelson Campbell is the son of T. Colin Campbell who wrote the China study. Yes, thank yeah. you. Thanks. So this way people, in case they think Campbell, I wonder if that's the same one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So um, pods are all over the world and a pod leader is kind of just the person that takes the responsibility for holding space for people to be in this community and organize and uh, promote to um, people outside the community to make um, resources and the community available to others. So um Anyone can be a pod leader. Um, you know, I signed up to be one and I only had two years worth of uh, whole food plant-based living under my belt, but 
I felt passionate about helping other people with it and creating a community to support us, um, honestly. So we took over one that was in this area already. The leader could no longer um, do it. So we were like, okay, we'll, we'll take it over because we want to make sure that this community exists. Because, you know, it can be lonely um, being living a whole food plant-based lifestyle if you don't have other people around you who um, live that way. Um, and it's, it's it's amazing though that there are people out there in your community that are doing it, and they're thinking, "I must be the only one that's yeah. doing it." And you know, and then you then you get this pod together, and all of a sudden, all, all these people are gathering, saying, "Oh yes, yeah. you're doing it too." And and it's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is. It is. I agree. There are way more people around here than uh, I ever knew until we started this. And I was like, yeah. So now we have a, a blossoming community. It's wonderful. We have potlucks. We have a book club. We we do all kinds of things together. So it's it's really great. Yeah. Brit Brittany said they have such a great pot. I was able to meet a lot of the members earlier in the month. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brittany spoke at our Veg Fest in Albany this this month and mm. uh, and helped out with our, our pod uh, table at Veg Fest. So uh, it was so kind of her to do and, and spread her message to the people around here. I know it was really inspiring. Okay, so this kind of goes along with what we were talking about, true or false, only people that have been living whole food plant-based for several years can help others with this transition. That is definitely false. <laughs> <laughs> when I was, uh, when I quit drinking, uh, the people I quit drinking was, uh, with would say, the only requirement to help someone else is that you have one day without drinking. And so it's kind of the same thing with whole food plant-based. If you have one day without whole food plant-based or you're moving in that direction or you've learned about it, then you can, you can help someone else and learn together, motivate each other to try out this lifestyle. I mean, that's basically what Justin and I have done. You know, um, I feel lucky to have had a partner in the journey. I think it's, I've it's made it a lot easier than sometimes it might otherwise have been. So yeah, I think it's important that we help each other whatever stage of the journey we're at. Right. Because sometimes, especially in the beginning, you may not be all in 100%. Sometimes you have slips, you know, because of different social gatherings and, or pressures from other people. But that doesn't mean that you can't move forward. And we all learn from that. And once you get to the, I like to say, to the other side, right, <laughs> where, where you've been doing it for a while, you've been seeing the benefits. And and then then it just becomes so much easier because you're, you're have gone through the detox and so you're not suffering in that way but you're also starting to feel so much better that when you do have a slip you kind of don't, don't feel so good yeah, yeah exactly like I don't, I don't eat that way anymore because even if i try to it doesn't work <laughs> like keep yeah. me honest again like right it's just something yeah you just don't don't feel so good and you're like no oh, that wasn't worth it <laughs> it's so true so true <laughs> So another interesting thing is that you are doing things with square foot gardening. So um, I wanted to bring that up as the, the true or false. You have to be an experienced gardener to have a successful square foot garden. So maybe you can talk a little bit about square foot gardening in case nobody knows what it is, because you obviously do. Sure, sure. So that is not true. You don't have to be an experienced gardener to have a square foot garden. Uh, square foot gardening is the idea that you basically... Um, break your garden up to one foot by one foot grids and you grow 
different uh, types of plants in each square and it's supposed to maximize the use of space so you can get a big yield and also use less water and less resources so it allows especially great for plant-based people because you can grow a lot of your own food um, and there's a course you can take online there's an instructor course I, I am a certified instructor um, and there's also, so I teach people how to create their own square foot garden. And there's also a book you can buy and follow and, uh, plant peer communities who, uh, uh, kind of sponsors the pods. They also kind of have a partnership with the square foot gardening foundation. So if you look on their website, there are resources around square foot gardening as well. And um, it's, uh, I did my first square foot garden this year. Um, I'm still learning the, the, I got the format down, the, uh, the, the actual like pet, getting rid of pests, et cetera, that stuff yeah. I'm still working on, <laughs> but um, it's been really great. And I helped a local um, animal sanctuary create their own square foot garden as well. Um, and that, that was so plentiful. So their animals were able to eat from that garden, um, as well as the people that, that live there. And we got a grant through the Center for Nutrition Studies, which is T. Colin Campbell's association. And we are um, building a whole community garden there now using square foot gardening. And we're going to do like whole food plant-based cooking classes and education, et cetera. Yes, and I, I hope to have you back on the show when you're when you're up and running with that because I think that it would be fun to have you do a cooking demo for us. Yeah, so, I would love to. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the things? I mean, you did tell us. I you know we should talk about how people can get in touch with you or or follow you because I know with with my pod, even though I'm I'm based in Florida, I have people that are joining me from all over the world and they're never going to come to see me physically, but they just want to be a part of it. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So we have a Facebook group, um, plant-based capital region is the name of our pod. So if you find that group and just, um, um, you know, ask to be added. We'd love to have you join us. We're also on Instagram and we have a TikTok too. Justin is in charge of that. So, um, we will have to, uh, I'll have to get you that information. I can post it. I can give it to you, Amy, if you want. Yeah, and then I'll put it in the show notes later. Okay, mm -hmm. sure, sure. Um, he's he's our tech guru, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. And we also have, um, uh, of course, email, plantbasedcapregion at gmail.com. So you can always email us. We don't have a website yet, but we're getting there. Um so, uh, and you can find me personally on Facebook as well. Stephanie Williams, you're more than, than welcome to reach out. I would love that. Um, yeah. Well, that's just great. You just, I mean, it's just amazing. You just get propelled into so many things that are helping people. Once, once you find your me yeah. that you're supposed to be, then you can help others do the same. And, and it's just so beautiful. Yeah. It really is. Okay. I feel lucky. I really do. Yeah. Well, I, I really want to thank you for sharing your compelling story of how you, I say, conquered anxiety and depression. I think that's that's what I call it. Uh, everybody, please click like and show your appreciation for what Stephanie shared with us today, because 
it, it's 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 a it's a story that it's it, take, it takes a lot of. I mean, it was your first time doing a podcast, and here you opened up to us, and that was very generous and brave of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it really was, and I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much, Amy. I really appreciate being asked and um, your support for this really important topic um, that some people are afraid to touch. So I appreciate your your support for it as well. And Green Warriors, why don't you tell us what you're going to remember? What was your takeaway from today? Type it in the comments so that people are coming across this video can see what we were talking about. I and I do want to tell you to stay tuned for a special announcement, but I wanted to thank Just Test Voice because she did the countdown and she did the promo and she really made, made things, made, helps make things fun for us here. And Just Test Voice, who's coming up next? Since adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle in 2015, Sheila Krawchuk's yearly bouts of incessant coughing with chronic bronchitis have stopped. Hear how Sheila eliminated her need for blood pressure medications and more on Wednesday, November 2nd, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live. And I, most of all, I want to thank all of you that have been watching and listening and sharing because you're the reason why both of us are here today to share this information. And we're really, really hoping that you are going to share it with other people. And as a thank you, I encourage all of you, if you want five free recipes from me and some fun pictures of me doing things in, with my lifestyle, you can just go to begreenwithamy.com slash join. And I won't bother you after that, but I will be sending you the five free recipes every every few days so that you can enjoy that. And that's as a gift from me to you to show my appreciation for your support. And why don't you go ahead and especially there's probably some people on today that really need this Take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder and now squeeze. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a hug from me to you. Mm-hmm. And I really hope you found encouragement and I hope that you are going to be able to do something today to, to make your life change for the better or help somebody else too. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to join me and Stephanie, because she's going to help me with my tagline, which is be strong, be well, and be green. And she's going to say green. And if you want to type that in the in the comments and, and do that along with us. Are you ready, Stephanie? I'm ready. All right. Well, until I see all of you again, remember, be strong, be well, and be green. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Bye, Stephanie. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green with Be Green with Amy.